This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Olympics continue, and uh, U.S. continues to dominate. Uh, we're tied at the top with five gold, but um, uh, we have more medals than anybody else. So we're in the lead at nineteen to thirteen, I believe. Uh, and uh, they, I think the women just beat Spain in water polo, which I, I know you're probably. You probably uh, I mean, bummed I, that you missed the match, right? <laughs> There's three or four things on earth that I care less about. Women's water that. polo is um, is one though that's right at the top of your to do list, right? You want to see at pretty much every match the uh, women's well, water polo team plays. Not live uh, or uh, on TV. I know because the tension um, is too much, and you want to be able to fast forward through the commercial so that you don't have that. Oh my gosh! Do we get back in this game? Right, and you know so, you can fast forward. Yeah, well, not on not on tape though, and not on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> or well, do, do or do I care to so hear you watch the results, it live? You, uh, you... In passing. Uh, that's another thing. That's <laughs> what? I just don't care. I mean, I just uh, I know. I, you, I, you heard him say. You heard him say women's, women's water, water polo, polo, right? Right? Yeah. You, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Because if. The way you're reacting, I don't think you do. No, I do. It's the game where they 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 tread water and then throw the ball. The yeah, I love that. It sport. sounds like you know what he's talking about. Yeah, I actually do love that sport. I can't believe those the, you know the guys and the women they tread water for all that time, then they swim back and forth. You got to be in really good shape for that sport. Uh, Agreed. I mean, it's it's, a, it's obviously Olympic feats are impressive. Yeah, just they are always interesting to me. Yeah. Um, there are Although some water like, polo, I actually, you know, it sounds stupid, but I actually like the sport. I think it's fun. It's uh, it's kind of like soccer, only you use your arms, obviously. Uh, it's soccer in the water. It is soccer in the water. Yes, yeah, soccer sucks. I know. So I know, but when in it's the in the water, it's more fun. It's, it's an amazing feat that they're, I mean, the, the water is so deep they can't touch. And I think if you do touch the. I got to see if that's true. You said that. You do, I don't know if that's true. If right? you do touch, I think you're out. I think they take you out. Um, I gotta see. If but anyway, I, I, I for one am riveted by the uh, yeah. ground touching uh, debate. Uh, have we gotten a shot of Jeffy uh, yet this morning? Uh, there he is. And uh, better uh, than normal, but ugh. <laughs> what? 
mean, you know, wait, can I, can I, we got a brief explanation on radio, I guess, but what's the deal there? Um, what do you mean? Well, it looks like you've got cupping. I mean, I know I didn't think, I didn't think that they would show up as much as it did, Mm -hmm. but you saw, I mean, I've been doing, I was surprised that, uh, the swimmers, Michael Phelps and some of the other swimmers on the Olympic Mm -hmm. team, uh, were letting people see that cupping is such a big thing. Right. Uh, you know, we've. But you've been cupping for cupping for a while. A now. while. And then I and I, you know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I could show you on some other parts that of my body. That, let's not loosen the britches there. That's never a good thing on this. Particular I mean, I'm happy to show you where they are, but I mean, you can see, but some here. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and, I see them on your hands. Here. Uh, can I ask I, a serious question? Um, I was not here for this. This had to be Glenn's idea. This had to be Glenn's idea. <laughs> Was it Glenn's idea? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Glenn. It's good. I, as soon as I saw you, I was like, that's a good idea, Glenn. That's it. <laughs> I knew it had to be. It's and it a, is. And it is, Glenn. It's a good idea. It's, it's funny. funny. Very funny. It's um, funny because that weird cupping thing, they didn't explain these it's giant red things all over Michael Phelps's it's, it's go- I read up on it back. last night. After, it's after like, Glenn's email, I read up on it last night. Day two or three, they finally say, oh, nothing. that's cupping. Right. Well, what's oh, cupping? cupping. They read up on it last so, Did you they, learn the same things I did? Did you see the picture of Phelps doing it, by the way? No, I did not. It's disgusting. Oh, I didn't see the picture they of him doing it. They actually showed a picture Does he of, have a, one of the handheld cuppers or whatever? Or, or does he actually person, use a cup? A, oh, okay. A person yeah, yeah. doing it. And, uh, and like, it just sucks yeah. the skin up into this little cup that's, like, a, yeah, maybe that size. It literally so sucks the skin. You yeah. see, the picture's disgusting. Up yeah. into your, up yeah. into the cup? Yeah. Well, that's what uh, they're saying well, is because... I'll send it the, over and we'll show you the picture. And, and, and he dry cups. It's from his Instagram, so... And he dry cups. So I was reading about the, the, the wet cupping, mm-hmm. which is where they you you heat up the inside with fire, just like the, the dry cup, and then you, you hold it for about three or four minutes and you pull it off, and then you make an incision into the cupping area where you start to bleed, and you put the cupper back on so it sucks more blood, more out. blood out of you. It's disgusting. I mean, so you're you're being bled like you're ha- like you have leeches. And then when it's over, you get you have to wipe down with not, like antibiotics. You're being bled. Oh, yeah. It's like a leech from yes. the 1700s. And you and it's yes. and you might yes. understand it's been that it's going that, on that long. Cr- crazy and uh, nonsensical what is the, as anything what is else the from point? the 1700s. What do they medicine? think is going to come from this? It's a separation of the muscle from the skin that is yes. apparently like allows better blood flow. There is no science to back it up. Correct. No. It's a, it's really? total nonsense. Um, but it's being it's like one of the new trendy. <laughs> things well, it's that new. Everything ridiculous. old yeah. is new again. Right. Because I mean, it's been going on forever. It's disgusting. And one of the things that uh, I got to remember what the the what the British Cupping Society said. British Cupping <laughs> Society. <laughs> but um, while you're looking for the British Cupping Society wow. quote, there's a great. I, I went on the same. Uh, string of non <laughs> pointless research last right. night that, I, that right. you probably did, Jeffy, uh, and ended up on an amazing uh, documentary from Reason that I've oh, never wow. seen before about how all of these things become trendy. Like, how do we learn about all these things? And it goes back to Tom Harkin, apparently. You know the senator, Tom Harkin? Yeah. 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 Harkin, um, many, many years ago, uh, for, the government did not believe any of this stuff. Like they didn't believe any of these alternative cures or any of it, and they all they released ports, reports on how it was quackery and all of this. Mm-hmm. Tom Harkin is the guy who turned this around. He believed he believed that he, that the bee pollen thing cured his allergies. So because he believed bee pollen cured his and it allergies, may have. 
he start, decided, of course, to go and get start an office for alternative cures. Um, and his point was, we need to have the government looking in to validate these alternative cures because people like them and they're important and they work. I worked with me on bee pollen. Right. So, of course, we started funding, and like $8 million, then $12 million, then $18 million, never goes then $27 down. million, never then $35 million, then $40 million, right? The, you know, the process. And what happened was about after seven years, Tom Harkin was very upset because the government had looked at all of these alternative cures and found that none of them were legitimate. The office he created. So what did he do? Start another office. He started a bigger You're office. Damn right he, did. he turned it from an office into a, a center. Okay. So then he put that in the budget, and then the bonding went from like forty million dollars to a hundred million dollars to one hundred eighty million dollars to two hundred fifty million dollars to three hundred million dollars to four hundred million dollars to five hundred million dollars. And then Tom Harkin came out again and said, "You know what really sucks about this office is they still haven't been able to find any of these that are actually legitimate." So what did he do? He forced it into Obamacare, where I, it currently lives. Well, I think we need a department then. Yeah, I Not guess Not just so. an office or a center, but a whole department right. at that point. Yeah. I guess we have a picture of, yeah, is this oh. Phelps actually getting the yeah. uh, blood sucked it's out little, of him or whatever? It's a little risque, but I mean, he's covered like the swimsuit covers him, so I think it's okay. But, uh, uh, but you, you see, see the skin is cheek. just pulled up into the, the yeah. cups. That's sick. It's disgusting. Okay, it's freaking disgusting. Oh my gosh! And the idea that bruising yourself is going to be positive for your performance—I <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Michael has I noticed mean, this. He won 19 gold medals before he started doing this. It's just asinine. It's just asinine. It's just asinine. But I mean, it's, I, it's, it's like do. the blood doping thing too, where you—you yeah. uh, know—and and Lance Armstrong was so hooked on that, where you take your blood out, oxygenate it more. And then put it back in your system with more oxygen or whatever. And I, I, I mean, come that on. worked for him. Is that really doing anything for anybody? <laughs> no, no, I kind of don't believe that either. I, I'm sure the anabolic steroids are probably doing a little more than the oxy, oxygenated blood that's going through your system now. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I think you're Just probably seems right asinine on that. to me. And, and that was what was kind of interesting about this documentary. We should play some clips of this documentary tomorrow. It's, it's fascinating. Because, look, we can all... I, you know, and every libertarian would tell you, go ahead. If you want to try these things, go ahead. But should the government be funding and validating right. them? And mm-hmm. th- that's the issue here. And Harkin, because he liked the alternative cures, even when his own program said they weren't legitimate, he just kept pouring money in and putting people on uh, on the on these panels that would say good things about him. They had like Deepak Chopra on them and all of these things. But the main guy they put in, which was fascinating, was a guy who... Uh, was like a top-line doctor, right? Um, like Ivy League educated, everything you could possibly want to know, but also had a Native American background. So he came from, um, uh, he grew up stuff, yeah. with alternative medicines and stuff. So they put this guy in thinking, here's a perfect guy. He, he's not going to just dismiss everything when it comes to alternative medicine. He grew up as part of his heritage, but he's going to look at it like a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. See, he went in there after two years, quit because ev- because they didn't want him to say these things were, were no not good. valid. Well, the British Cupping Society uh, oh, says uh-oh. that uh, cupping therapy can treat a variety of conditions. <laughs> they all can. This is about, here's here's the here's the, this has not been backed up by studies, but the organization says cupping therapy is used to treat blood disorders, arthritis, fibromyalgia, fibromyalgia. Well, say that myalgia. Thank you. Yeah. 
fertility, skin problems, high blood pressure, they migraine, all anxiety, everything. all of it. Supporters believe that cupping therapy can reduce pain and inflammation throughout the body, and they say it can promote mental and physical relaxation and well-being. Sure, Ken. Reason had a great quote of the study on cupping that shows, I'm sure, all of these benefits. At the mm -hmm. end, it says, the, quote, the main limitation of our analysis was that nearly all included trials were evaluated as high risk of bias. <laughs> but other than that, other than that though. A, we've proved it. I mean, it's, it's just, really something. I don't know. It's funny it's to see this. It's a weird phenomenon. I mean, it, you know, remember uh, who was the guy who had, what was it? Shark teeth he was eating. What was the, do you remember this? It was a, a Ray Lewis, wasn't it Ray Lewis? A while ago, and he was, was it shark? Well, it's, it's shark, it's, it, you can, it's shark vitamins. It's that shark dust that they hawk on well, it was some, radio shows. Do you remember what it was? Deer antler, that's what a shark tooth. Deer antler. Oh, Remember it, deer antler close. spray? It was, it was some weird tooth. product from some weird animal. Yes, deer antler, deer antler spray. spray. There, is shark, there is shark stuff. There is shark stuff, too, I think. So, I mean, that's probably where I got it from. But, like, apparently the deer antler spray, they, again, like all these studies happen, the deer antler spray, no difference with these athletes are. I mean, and you can understand the mindset. They're like, I don't care. I mean, you know, it's probably not hurting Michael Phelps, right? Other than the bruises. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably not hurting his performance, and so why not try to get a slight advantage, even if it just mental. Maybe it makes you feel right. like I think a lot of it has to come with that. I mean, not you, Jeffy. Obviously, you're cupping, uh, as you could see. It's just it's improving your appearance, first of all. Um, I mean, it's it's blotching out some of the old scars and lesions. Uh, you know, I, I did I did have a little acne issue that I hope I'm hoping it will go away. Okay, yeah, no, I think. So. So. But I mean, like the idea that bruising yourself is going to be a positive is I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, that doesn't seem all that natural. No, it does not. Right? We always say these things are natural cures. Bruising yourself is a natural cure. I don't know. I, call me a skeptic. You're a skeptic. You're a skeptic. You. I, that's what I asked for. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Happy to. Uh, Maine Senator Susan Collins, Republican who's been in office since 97, announced Monday night, scathing Washington Post editorial, she will not be voting for Donald Trump. This is not a decision I make lightly, for I am a lifelong Republican. But Donald Trump does not reflect historical Republican values. By the way, neither does she. Uh, nor the inclusive approach to governing that is critical to healing the divisions in our country. Uh, that's just bizarre. It's such a fascinating... Um... You know, she's taking... You know what she's taking? The one thing. The immigration policy. And attaching that to... I mean, she. this guy is right up her alley. In a lot of things, yeah. In, in almost everything. I yeah. mean, he's liberal, she's liberal. Neither one of them are Republicans. They're both Republicans in name only. She goes on in the op-ed, though, to... Uh, I, I think her real problem is tone. Because she goes on specifically Could and mentions toned. three things mm -hmm. uh, that she doesn't like. She can't deal with with Trump, which was like mocking the disabled reporter. Um, okay. Um, uh, Go along with the, that. The, uh, the judge, the Mexican judge, saying he can't deal with it. Yeah. And there was one other one. It might have been Megyn Kelly. The con. Con. The con. Con family. Con! So like, yeah. He's like, those three things. I think she mentioned the Megyn Kelly thing, too. But those three mm. things were like seemingly her main part of her case. It's like, I just can't. I can't. And, mm -hmm. and it's weird because... Um, of who Trump is, and because he's not a, he's unlike a Bernie Sanders who is nutty in an ideological way. Mm -hmm. Trump is just kind of like all over the board, and it, it 
it has people on both sides where, like, we are criticizing him. I, I can't stand with Susan Collins for what she's going to say about him. I mean, I agree on the temperament stuff. But, I mean, generally speaking, mm-hmm. I don't agree with Susan Collins on anything. And we oppose Trump for vastly different reasons. Yeah. But, I mean, that is, he, he said he might be a uniter. And look at that. He's bringing us together. Right. With Susan Collins. Yeah. Who, and who you would thought? never expect that. I mean, it's completely different <laughs> reasons. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't know this Evan McMullen guy who's just kind of coming onto the scene and he's saying he's more of a conservative. And I don't know that for a fact. We're going to find out. Hopefully, I think he's coming on Thursday. Yeah. Um, but the point is, like, it's so interesting to see so many people have issues with Trump from other perspectives than we have. Um, you know, we might agree with some people who are more moderate on this particular case, but we're disagreeing for completely different reasons with Trump. Um, and I think a lot of the audience feels that same way. Um, but, you know, look, I mean, a lot of people will say Hillary's worse, and I certainly understand that. But I mean, we, we could go into all those reasons for the nine millionth time. I think you get them at this point. The point is, though, it's not just uh, real conservatives who have a problem with Trump. It's people who don't like his tone. It's mm-hmm. people who think one or two issues really bother him with his stances. I mean, I honestly think, like, if your problem with Donald Trump is that he's too tough on the border, just wait. Be patient. Be patient. If he becomes mm-hmm. president, you're not going to have to worry about it at all. He's not going to be tough on the border at all. Agree with that completely. Yeah, he's not going to build a wall. I mean, I know that's yeah. going to happen. Just like with his ta- He's already backing off of his tax cuts. I mean, uh, he's already backing off of his Supreme Court nominations. You're not going to have to worry about any of that stuff as a moderate. And the other one I always uh, – one of the other big p- complaints, and I think – this is partially what McMullen is addressing, is the idea that he, that Donald Trump is some sort of um, isolationist when it comes to war. He's a pacifist. He's against the Iraq war. He doesn't understand the wars that have gone on. That criticism, to me, is going to be left in the dustbin of history if this man actually is elected. He's going to be the most outwardly aggressive person overseas that you will ever see. Every time. Somebody wants has a problem with him. He's going to be bombing. He's going to be doing, saying crazy things about them. Your concern is not going to be he doesn't want to go to enough wars. That is not going to be the concern of Donald Trump when, when Donald Trump as a president. He's saying that now because he thinks it works. It worked for him in the primary, um, I guess. I don't know that that was really the reason he won, but it was you know he won. So I mean, you stick with a lot of those things that you won with. But I mean, come on! I don't think it, I don't think you have anything to worry about. If you're concerned, is wow, I think Donald Trump. If there's if there's something going on overseas, he might not attack when he should. I don't think he should be too concerned about it. <laughs> no. no. Uh, somebody else who has some concerns about Donald Trump is Evan McMullen, who is a, uh, a candidate from Utah, apparently, see former CIA agent, House Republican Conference Policy Advisor, and uh, here's some of what he said uh, yesterday about Donald Trump. I do not trust him to make decisions with our military whatsoever, with the lives of, of, of the men and women serving in our armed forces and intelligence services. He's already demonstrated that he doesn't respect them or their families, his attacks on our American heroes like the Khan family and like John McCain. Mm-hmm. This is somebody that we cannot trust the lives of those who are already risking their, their lives to. He is, he is inhuman. Donald Trump does not care about anyone other than himself. I think it's true. It's a strong statement. It's a somewhat human instinct at times Mm -hmm. for people to care only about themselves. But Trump does do it to a level that's 
unprecedented. This is a strong <laughs> statement from the next president of the United States. Oh, yeah. Evan McMullen. Oh, you're on board yeah. now? <laughs> I, I think I might be. I like him. I like him. I, I liked his TED Talks. I, I, I like him. Yeah, so you watched some video All I could Mr. think of when I watched his TED Talks was that TED Talks uh, parody that we, yes. I think we played it on Pat and Stu, didn't <laughs> did play it on Pat and Walking back to the center of the stage, <laughs> lowering the tone of my voice. Looking you directly in the eye, making a list on my fingers, lets so you good. know that I do have a point. So uh, but good. they're all like that, because mm-hmm. every TED Talks follows that particular Agreed. sort of uh, format. It and does. it was really funny. I mean, I don't know. The, the McMullen thing is interesting. They're not doing what I... You know, they, they certainly picked a candidate who can win certain states that that I de- identified in my little plan. Yeah. However, they're not they're not limiting it to those states, which um, opens you up to being a spoiler. I don't think he cares about it uh, being a spoiler. I think he's. Uh, I don't I, think Evan McMullen. I don't think Evan McMullen does. Right, and I don't think his team um, cares. I mean, I yeah. think they, they're saying people like, like Cruz would, you know, right. Romney would. Yes, he doesn't care. Right, and so you know, look, I I don't I'm. Glad somebody is willing to take the risk and 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 put themselves out there. Um, he may be the guy I vote for. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. if he's on, he's he already missed the Texas deadline, so he may very well not be on the ballot unless he wins his lawsuit. I will say th- those lawsuits are very. They do tend mm. to be won. Um, if you have the money to fight them, a lot of times courts side do with the idea. Do we know if he does? There are people backing him that uh, yeah. look promising, but again, like I, I think because this is even like the glass guy in this general. Uh, world that was thrown out there was David French. Remember the David French? Mm-hmm. There was a couple weeks there where he was, Bill Crystal was pushing him. And David French is a really smart guy, a good writer for National Review, a guy I would be confident in to say he understands the policies and will make generally conservative decisions when it comes to it. He understands the process. He's not like some guy. Mm-hmm. This guy also seems to understand the issues and also understand, uh, seems to understand the process. Yeah, the he issue does. is he has no public profile. French right. has been in the media mm-hmm. writing in conservative circles for a very long time, where this guy has been working behind the scenes for a very long time, but is not known to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a kind of like a different um, spin on that general theory. Um, but it does seem like he's going to try to contest 50 states. So, I mean, I think a lot of a lot of people who... Um, would consider him, but really don't like uh, Hillary, will be annoyed that he might be taking votes from Trump. Yeah. My guess is, though, his public per- persona is not large enough to necessarily affect that at this time. But as we talked about uh, in, the, in the break of radio a little bit earlier, in this world, three months is a long time. If this guy's good and people like him, he can probably make a name for himself in three months. Most voters don't take longer. They don't pay attention for three mu- yeah. for longer than and three months. And you know months. what else could happen? Trump could implode, and so could Hillary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they could both go away. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anything could happen in this crazy election. And then you might have a President Evan McMullen. I don't know. I, I it's a, doubt it. It's, it's, a, it's a not likely gigantic long shot. But it's possible. And honestly, I think it's much more likely that Gary Johnson would win. Um, that's and, and that's as, very true. As much as I don't think very he's true. a very good candidate in many ways. He's not. You've got to think, think of this. But he's at 10 or 12% right now. He's 10 or 12% already. So, of course, already. he's going to beat a McMullen type of guy. You'd think. Unless McMullen catches fire. You never yeah. know. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing with Johnson is um, you could see a scenario. Um, and I guess you could see this with McMullen, although it feels like a longer shot. You could see a scenario in which Trump is down by 20 points. And the Republican Party says, you know what? This isn't working. We have two Republican governors on the libertarian ticket. 
we consider them Republicans. We're going with them. Trump has spent much less time as a Republican than Gary Johnson and Bill Welt. I mean, oh, yeah, he, I mean, there is a much better argument if you want a Republican president to mm. go with Johnson Weld, who will give you what I would consider squishy Republicanism, um, but still better than Trump. Mm. Um, and I think that they they I could see them saying, look, these guys, yes, we don't agree with them on some stuff. But we agree with them on more than we agree with Trump on. And Trump's down by 20 points. He had his chance. It hasn't worked. Mm. Why not try to put these guys over the top. And maybe you keep Hillary up below 270 and they can pick from Trump and Johnson. I think that's more likely. Um, the reason why I liked the, the, the limited state situation is you could pick a quote unquote, you know, a more likely candidate um, uh, than a McMullen um, that wouldn't be a spoiler like Johnson could theoretically be accused of. Right. Again, I don't particularly subscribe to those, you know, uh, those those ways of thinking. But I mean, I understand them. Um, and, I, you know, it could it could be an issue in, in some purple states. More patents too coming up in a sec. Don't be unprepared uh, for whatever eventuality comes your way. It could be a weather situation. You know, it could be a natural disaster. You don't know what's in your future, and that's why you want to be prepared for whatever. With a four-week supply from My Patriot Supply for 99 bucks. Yeah, so the problem with it, though, I, mean, I don't, we probably shouldn't criticize them in the commercial, but the food only lasts for like a week. And so you got to eat up four weeks of food in one week, Actually, and that's too hard. Uh, no, it's no? 25 years. How long? 25 years. It's going to last for 25 yeah, years. 25 years. That's incredible. Yeah. That's an incredible offer. Right. It's a, it's a long time. And here's the other thing. Kind of protected there in the packages, pin a little, uh, you know, because in the the vacuum seal, the vacuum seal, like so bull weevils mm-hmm. aren't a real problem. With yeah, either. that's kind of a nice thing. That's uh, kind rat of a nice poop, thing. for instance, if you don't like rat poop in your food, which I personally don't. I mean, which is why we threw away a whole year supply when we left Houston, Texas. Did you really? Rat poop and uh, and bull weevil. Yeah, that's I remember you told the bull weevil story, but that's a yeah. lot of. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a lot. That's of a food. lot of rat. Poop. Nobody's going to eat it with bull weevils and rat poop. I mean, I'm a little pickier well, than that, Je- Je- you know. Jeffy. Well, okay, I could have offered it to Jeffy, but I didn't know him at the time. Oh, okay, uh, not very well, I, anyway. Think back to those years for a second. I know, you wasn't that? Know oh my god, <laughs> what a great time! <laughs> Shouldn't have brought that up because wow. wow, good times, mm-hmm. good times. Uh, living is too. Not college. as good as now, though. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, give him a call eight 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 four one one five two nine zero eight 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 four one one five two nine zero or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. In the next nineteen seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's. I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat's too. Yeah. Um, did you notice anything weird about uh, Trump's speech yesterday? No. I just, there was one thing he said, and I just, uh, I didn't. That was weird? I mean, I agree with it, but I, I thought it was a little strange to hit in a, in a presidential <laughs> really? speech. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, yeah, well, watch I think I caught that. And see if you notice anything. All right. I am going mm-hmm. to cut regulations massively. Okay. Massively. <laughs> Not bigly, bigly, massively. Our lower business tax will also end 
job-killing corporate inversions and cause trillions in new dollars and wealth to come pouring into our country. Not his words. And, by the way, into cities like right here in Detroit. <laughs> okay, see, I... Now, is that a is that a breast enhancement stimulus package uh, that he's discussing there? I, I just it's uh, <laughs> I think it's the typical run of the mill stump speech. Okay, you, know? you didn't notice anything. You just want titties to come into the city of Detroit. Well, he wants Who money doesn't? to come into the titties. Well, that's true. Um, so, so I uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think it just <laughs> might cut off. I don't even think it was a. You know, speech. on radio, you couldn't tell that it probably wasn't yeah. the word here. I think it was part of into, and then there was Cities. some sort of, uh, you know, some sort cut of out. digital cutout. Yeah, 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 I agree. And he did say the word cities, and it just kind of combined. You can almost words. tell, and that—that's the first, uh, the first video I've seen of the speech. Yeah, you can almost, and, and you can barely mm. tell that he's reading a teleprompter. Yeah, I know. Oh God! Well, he's he's so bad he's on teleprompter, and you know he's not. I mean, play the first part of that again. Because those are not his words. No, That's not, not the chance. way Donald Trump speaks. I am going uh-huh. to cut regulations massively. <laughs> okay, that he could say. That's him. That could be. Yep. That could be him. He he added but massively. Here comes Our lower business tax. He will also massively. end job killing corporate inversions. And cause trillions <laughs> okay. in new dollars no, and wealth. He would never talk about job-killing corporate and, inversions. And, by the way, <laughs> into cities right. <laughs> like right here in Detroit. <laughs> um, I mean, you couldn't have a more perfect uh, digital hiccup right there. Yeah, and lost in the ridiculous, um, his analysis of breast enhancement, yeah. um, is the idea that all of a sudden Republicans are against corporate inversions. Um, mm-hmm. They're now not a small, tiny problem that is almost nothing, as we were discussing just when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were talking about it and Harry Reid, when they were saying it was a huge di- situation, it was killing jobs. We now have to reverse our position on that and also be on the Harry Reid side of it. Just in case you weren't sure what you were supposed to believe today with your candidate, uh, there it is. We are now, uh, we now think corporate inversions are a vicious thing that kill jobs. I can't wait to hear Sean Hannity's take on that. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why. I'm just excited. Okay. Well, I'm excited that, You to know hear. what? I can't stop you from I, being I was excited. looking forward to hearing his, uh, his excitement about uh, the Trump tax proposal, which went up yesterday. I wanted to hear about that, too. Um, but then I, I didn't get a chance because I was working. But it uh, be fascinating to hear you know, his thoughts on that. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. As a senator, Hillary Clinton promised two hundred thousand jobs in upstate New York, and she, boy, did she deliver! Holy cow! Um, in her presidential bid, she's made job creation a centerpiece of her platform. Uh, she says that she's going to have she's going to have the biggest investment in new, good-paying jobs since World War II. Her argument that she would put more Americans to work is focused on her time in the Senate, when, of course, I mean, she created jobs like crazy. It was nuts. There were so many jobs, people asked her to stop creating jobs. There's too many jobs now for the people in New York. There's only like 20 million people or 18 million people, and there's too many jobs here. There's t- So they couldn't fill them all. Um, but nearly eight years after Clinton's Senate exit, there's almost no evidence about her uh, programs having any sort of substantial impact on upstate employment. 
Uh, upstate job growth stagnated overall during her tenure with manufacturing jobs actually plunging about 25%. So it fell somewhat short of the 200,000 jobs she promised. Uh, 888-727-BECK. More patents do coming up in a minute. Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Look, I uh, we try to cover the news. Don't do it, Stu. Don't, don't and, do it. And don't. I'll be I, honest. We have. Uh, look, I'm begging we have you our, not to do this. We have our. Opinion. I am begging have, you not to do it. We have our agenda. And sometimes we wrongly think that hiding things from you is the best way to handle them. I'm begging you now, not to do this. I've already started it. Okay, they know. They know we've hid something from there. They just don't know what it is yet. I know, but they'll never, they'll never know just how egregious <laughs> this, this little. We, there was a time where we thought Donald mm. Trump would not be a good president, okay, mm. and um, we realized our mistake. Well, information uh, has come to light. Information has come to light, and we want, we tried as hard as we could to hide this from you so that you wouldn't see it. But it's too obvious now; it's everyone knows. So we just have to. All right, we just have to tell them. Go ahead. Donald Trump just came out, and I want to give you the, the full sentence. Okay? <laughs> the, the full sentence. Okay. So right. you understand what and he this, said. And this sort of ties everything he's ever said together. I think so. Helps us understand, I puts it so. into context, and has turned us around. But we've been too afraid to share it <clears throat> for fear of being proven wrong. No, just, just a, before I begin, I want to make sure you want the whole sentence, right? You don't want me to cut it off. No, I don't want you to cut okay. it off. Go ahead and give it all. Look, keeping in mind, mm -hmm. <laughs> Donald Trump went to the best school and has the best words. Yeah, he gets into that. A He's got bit the here. best brain. Yeah, he, he, he went to the sure. best school, Wharton mm -hmm. School of Business at, yeah, at I, Penn. I know. It, it's, it's an Ivy League school. It's a business school. It's one of the greatest business schools in the world. Okay, no, I know. You don't, Top five. You just let him speak. And he has the Why, best he, words. Are you trying to? No, no. I'm not trying to filibuster. Okay, I, you want the I whole thing. To, I want the whole thing. Okay. Look. I mean, keeping in mind, this, this is a genius man who is so successful for right. a reason. Right, I know. I know. And, I, and that's what we're going to address here. Best mind, mm -hmm. best words. Right, okay, here we go. Okay. Look. Always says what's on his mind. <laughs> Does not back down about Does, anything. He never backs he down. He never backs down. He's never that. backed down I know. a minute Again, in his life. You're trying to filibuster now. Okay, go ahead. Okay, look. Loves his family. <laughs> loves his wife. What was this one? The second. He or loves third his one? daughters, maybe a little too much. And, uh, I mean, that right, would be a, way too much. <laughs> not criticism, a but I think this is going to clear <laughs> yes. that up too. It's not even a criticism anymore. How much he loves his daughter Ivanka, who's really hot, according yes. to him. Right. Super yes. hot, and they've got sex in common. He's he's said that. He so. said it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I what it means. Deny that. But he said that is one thing they have in common. Okay. He says, look. Maybe that's why he wants to bring titties back to Detroit. <laughs> that's possible. I hadn't made the connection between that and Ivanka yet. Just but maybe. His, that was just maybe, his call yeah. out to his daughter? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. Possible. All right. Full sentence now. Uninterrupted by did either Did we mention they like to Joe. travel first class? He did. Okay. okay. 
Look, we did. Mm-hmm. Look, having nuclear. My <laughs> uncle was a great professor mm-hmm. and scientist and engineer, Dr. John Trump at MIT. Good genes, very mm-hmm. good genes. Okay, very <laughs> smart. <laughs> Is that it? The Wharton School of Finance. Oh, very good. Very smart. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a conservative Republican, mm-hmm. if I were a liberal, if like, okay, if I ran as a liberal Democrat, mm-hmm. they would say I'm one of the smartest people in the world. It's true. But when you're a conservative Republican, they try. Oh, they do a number. That's why I always start off, went to Wharton, was a good student, went there, went there, did this, <laughs> builds a fortune. You know, I have to give my, like, credentials all the time. Oh. Because we're a little disadvantaged. But you look at the nuclear deal, <clears throat> that's the thing that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. It would have been so easy... And it's not as important as these lives are. Nuclear is powerful. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to do a diagram on this. A little bit more. I'm sorry. Okay. Just to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me just, uh, Can we bring that up on the screen? And it's not, as, it's not as important that. as these lives are. Well, who's, who's, what lives? <laughs> Who are we talking about Let's now? Stop interrupting. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not as important as these lives are. Nuclear is powerful. My uncle explained it to me many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. The power, and that was 35 years ago. The power. Okay, so he, what he explained to him, he said, the power, 35 years ago. That and that kind of brought it all home pissed. to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. He would explain the power of what's going on, what's going to happen, and he was right. Who would have thought? What? But when you look at what's going on with the four prisoners, now it used to be three. Now it's four. (laughs) What? What? That's what the hell is this? Wow. But when it was three, Mm -hmm. and even now, I would have said it's all in the messenger. Fellas. And it is fellas because, you know, they don't. They haven't figured that the women (laughs) are smarter than the men. So, you know... It's going to take them about another 150 years. But the Persians are great negotiators. <laughs> the Iranians are great negotiators. So, and they, they just killed, they just killed us. Period. <laughs> that was the end of that sentence. So oh, I, uh, man. I don't know how you don't vote for the guy after that. Right? Right? Because that brings it all back. I think. That brings it all back to, you know, the beginning <laughs> and the middle and the end and I, then back again. I don't, I, what, what the hell is he trying to say? It's, it's as if before every speech someone what? hits him over the head with a mallet. It's like he's having a stroke as he's this? speaking. What's this from? Wow. This is from a speech he gave okay, on, C- just... on C-SPAN and another location. That's a, it's a, but that's. Not like the whole speech. Mm. That was a yeah, sentence. Just a sentence. Because he, before he gets to any period, he interrupts himself and goes to another thought. All of those times. That, I know. That's, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he gets through life and runs a business. I know. I, I, I'm it, fascinated it by it. It is. How could you go into it? I mean, the only thing is, there's that name brand, 
there's a you know a situation where uh, the man ha- runs a business, has a lot of money, and so maybe you get intimidated when you go and meet with him. But like I, uh, he, these are incomprehensible sentences. Mm-hmm. If you went to a meeting with a person like this, how would you want to do business with them? I uh, honestly don't know. I don't know. I mean, read just read where he starts, because he never finishes a thought here. He no, and thoughts occur to him about something else like fourteen times during this sentence. Yeah, look, having nuclear. Okay, that's look, one having thought. nuclear. Then he changes to my uncle was a great professor and scientist and engineer, Dr. John Trump at MIT. Then okay. good genes, very good genes. Is that a separate thought? I guess it's the same thing. Isn't that weird smart. though? Because He's always talking about genes and DNA, and that's that racehorse theory. theory. Eugenics is the basis of that. Always talking eugenics. Mm -hmm. Always. Um, So he's very smart. Um, now he then he goes on to the Warren wow. School of Finance. Very good, very smart. Which was not his brother or cousin or uncle or whoever he's talking about here. That's him. Right. right. Then it goes to a media bias complaint. If you're a conservative Republican, wow. if I were liberal, <clears throat> if I ran a liberal Democrat, they would say one of the smartest people in, in the world. It's true. But when you're conservative Republican, they try, oh, they do a number. That's where I always start off. Went to Wharton. Oh, he's back down to his resume. So right. this is thought five, right. six. And, and back to him, yep. not his uncle. Not his uncle. Good student, went there, had this, built a fortune. You know, I had to give my credentials all the time because we're a little disadvantaged. But, but you look at the nuclear deal. So now he's back to the nuclear deal. So I thought seven, I think. The thing that really bothers me, and it would have been so easy, and it's not as important that these lives are. So again, that's There's another. He's off on yeah. another tangent. What nu- lives then, are we talking about here? Then nuclear is powerful. My uncle explained that to me many, many years ago. So it's thought nine mm-hmm. um, that the power... And someone had to explain to you many, he says 35 years ago, someone explained to him that nuclear was powerful, which means he was, what, 33 before he learned that nuclear was powerful? Is that? Yes, that's exactly what That's actually what he's saying. I actually knew nuclear was powerful earlier than right. that in I my mean, life. It was kind of a big Considerably. deal. Considerably. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He would explain mm. the power of what's going on, and he was right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that everybody? nuclear was powerful? Freaking I, everybody. I don't even... So we're at 11. What's going on with the four prisoners? That's 12. Then it used to be three. Now it's four. So now it's an offshoot of that. It's 13 thoughts. Uh, but then it was three, and even now, I would have said it's all in the messenger. So now he's back to the negotiating. That would be 14. Uh, fellas, and it's fellas because you know they haven't figured out that women are smarter than men. That's so that's 15. 15. Uh, so now you go. Uh, so now you know it's going to take them another 150 years. Um, I don't know what that is exactly. Maybe that's, that's 16. 16. But the Persians are great negotiators. That's 17, 17. including I think Iranians are good negotiators, and they just oh. they just killed us. That's so 19. 19 thoughts in one sentence. Wow. That's not a. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't, that's scatological. That's, I mean, there's something <laughs> psychological. Jeffy, don't wrong get excited. Man. <laughs> that's amazing, though. I will say that. Whew. More patents, too, coming up. How do you How many of your that? sites? I like deal with that. Yeah, no, I thought you did. I like That's a big. Let's not talk about it on the air. Back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Former Fox News anchor, and they're calling her a former Fox News anchor, Andrea Tanteros. 
Now, I don't know if it's official that she's former. Has she been officially fired from Fox? Because I'm unaware of that, if that's the case. She claims uh, Roger Ailes sexually harassed her, too. I guess she had made previous complaints about uh, people there uh, harassing her. There's an interesting backstory of, of she was on the show The Five, which is the show that actually right. took over after... And Red outnumbered. And she was on both She was those. moved to outnumbered. Yeah. So I guess outnumbered was seen as a demotion. She was on The Five. Um, her case is she made sexual harassment complaints, mm. then she was demoted to outnumbered. Um, then they mm. uh, she had a book coming out. The day before her book came out, they pulled her off the air completely. Um, so obviously it's hard, tough to promote your book when you're not on the air. Um, and so, she, so her, her case is it, they did this because I had made these complaints uh, against uh, Fox. Um, and right now they're mm. talking about Gretchen Carlson getting an eight-figure settlement. On this case, an wow. eight-figure settlement. You know something? Roger wow. Ailes sexually assaulted me. <laughs> I was, really? uh, yes. You've never mentioned yes. that before. Yeah. I said eight-figure settlement. I've been too ashamed. Yeah. I've been too ashamed. Yeah. Too ashamed. But, and, uh, is that how you get listen, those spots? Listen, uh, it's not about money. Uh, it just needs to be said and get out there. <laughs> I'm sure. The, I'm I sure. need to get the healing to begin. And, uh, but they want Roger to come back and pay for some of the settlement. Uh, well, he's the, he took well, the big umbrella. And, and there's also there's a huge story yesterday that uh, Fox, again, we, I don't know how much of this is true. Everyone's, you know, going after Fox right now. I, I don't know the truth about these things. Right. But there's a lot of allegations coming out, including the fact that they were monitoring the phones of their employees, um, that they had uh, they were looking at the emails of the employees. That was a story. Oh, you know that's true. I don't know. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, you know, Brian Seltzer true. today, who's a guy who is, he, he did a media blog back in the day. Um, uh-huh. And then he got a job at the New York Times and CNN. CNN he's like yeah. an inside sort of media reporter. And he's right. interviewed Glenn before. Um, uh, and he's the guy that got into ha- a fight with Hannity recently about uh, Trump saying the elections were rigged, if you remember that. So he was tweeted today that when he was doing the blog, before he was working at the New York Times, he started dating someone who worked at Fox. It wasn't until a, a couple of years after the relationship ended, he found out that she was just trying to probe him for information for Fox. Stelter's saying this. Really? That he was, wow. at, she was told to date him to get information about this inside media blog he was running. <laughs> That's crazy. But they were saying that uh, the, the accusations, again, Roger uh, worked at Fox for a long time, had, had an unbelievable amount of power. Even he would certainly admit this. Um, the the belief is that he was taking funds from Fox and paying these women off, and, and additionally, um, using it to hire private investigators to go after people he didn't like. Wow, um, which is kind of interesting. Again, I haven't heard his side of the story yet, so I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but that's what the media is they're saying. Most of that will be to benefit Fox. So I mean, he really was doing something. This. And we're going to talk. We've talked about uh, third party candidates a little bit today. We're going to talk to you another one you haven't heard from yet um, from the Constitution Party, uh, Daryl Castle, uh, coming up uh, next here on the Pat Stu Show.
Welcome to it. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the program's phone number. Um, so we've been talking for a while about uh, trying to find somebody to vote for. Uh, as you may know, we are not fans of Hillary Clinton. Uh, we are also not fans of Donald Trump. So we are in that weird sort of area in which we are looking for somebody else, anybody mm. else that can come closest to our values. Um, you know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. We had Eric Erickson on today, and he said he was going to write in Peyton Manning. I don't know if that's the solution. <laughs> I, I think that's more a comedy ploy <laughs> than anything I else. Yes, I don't know. Um, uh, but so we're looking at the third-party candidates. We've talked to Gary Johnson previously. We talked to several Libertarian candidates. Um, Evan McMullen is the Gary guy. Gary Johnson's not the guy either. Yeah, he's you just know, too liberal for me. Yeah, I have a lot of issues with him. Um, you know, but I do like. I will say I do like Johnson better than any, any of the other two. Um, there's also Evan McMullen, who just announced as an independent. We don't know if he's going to be able to get any, on any ballots. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, and so, but he's going to be coming on with us Thursday. Um, one guy we haven't talked to yet, and and I think we should, is a guy from the Constitution Party, Daryl Castle. Now, uh, Daryl uh, is with us now. Um, the Constitution Party is kind of known as one of the three big third parties. Uh, being the Libertarian Party, the Green Party, and the Constitution Party are the main third parties in the United States. And uh, Daryl Castle is with us. Daryl, are you, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. Welcome to the program, and thanks to, uh, for taking the time to come on with us. Thank um, you. I'm glad to be here. Can you talk to us first about your ballot access uh, situation? Are you guys going to get on all 50? or what's, what's No, your... uh, we're not going to be on all 50, but we'll be on enough ballots to, uh, to theoretically win the election. Okay. Any idea what the number is? Do you guys have a, a target? Uh, my uh, my guess right now is uh, somewhere in the mid thirties. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, and so you, uh, the Constitution Party, tell us a little bit about it for people who've never heard of it before. Well, we're a uh, we're a pro life party, and uh, obviously a, a conservative party, but primarily we believe in the Constitution. We believe in the rule of law. We believe that. Uh, all those things that sound like cliches that say uh, we're a nation of laws and not of men. We actually believe that uh, the country should live that way. So uh, we very much are in favor of returning the country to constitutional government and to the rule of law. Okay. Um, that all sounds really good. So you are, are you, you're, you're uh, I assume, for protecting America's borders with immigration, um, uh, uh, certainly upholding the laws that we have in place. Where, where do, what's your policy on immigration? Yes, I, uh, I think we should, we should hold up on immigration until we get our borders secure and we know who's coming across. Uh, once we have borders secure enough to know who's crossing them and we can bet those people and find out who they are and why they're coming, then we can admit as many people as we want. But until mm -hmm. then, we should hold up. Well, I mean, it's going to be very. So, would you say that you're saying that you're against what we would kind of currently call legal immigration for, for a time for a a time until we're uh, control of our borders? Yes, I'm against immigration until we know who's coming in. Uh, if you want to call that legal immigration, I think we should stop until we know who's coming to this country. Right. I mean, so the, the distinction being, of course, that I think we at all w would agree that we don't want people uh, crossing the borders that, you know, not at border crossings or not uh, under our typical rules. You're saying you'd like a change of the rules to prevent uh, for some time until we could get it under control or whatever the process of legal immigration. Yeah. So much of the immigration that we're doing, uh, the resettlement mm -hmm. of, uh, of Middle Eastern refugees, things like that is, is legal. 
mm-hmm. the government tells us, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd be opposed to it for now. Okay, um, t- talk to me a little bit about uh, trade, because uh, I, you know, I look at your platform, there's a lot I, I like in it, um, a lot I agree with. Um, trade was one of the things where I am not a Donald Trump on trade. I like, I like free trade. You are talking a lot about tariffs, but you're combining it with something that I really love a lot, which is getting rid of the IRS and a lot of taxes. So can you kind of explain how, how, how you want to work that? Well, I don't. Uh, I don't talk a lot about tariffs, as you uh, said. I did. I. Uh, oh, I saw it in your national I, platform. I, well, that's why. Oh yes, that's that's right. It's part of our platform. It was part of the original uh, intent of the founders as to how uh, they wanted to raise revenue. But uh, whether we like it or not, this is a global world right now, and it's a pretty tough sell to tell people mm-hmm. that everything they buy is going to cost more. Mm. Uh, although uh, without an income tax, they might find that quite refreshing. But <laughs> at the same time, uh, I don't have a problem with free trade. I have a problem with free trade agreements because they surrender the sovereignty of the United States to international corporations and bureaucrats unaccountable to the American people. I, if we want to work out a deal with uh, Mexico, for example, where we trade with each other without uh, without tariffs and so forth, that's fine with me. Uh, Daryl, we we found a uh, and I, I don't know we don't know that much about you and we're just trying to get to know you and we came across this very unflattering article about you in uh, Red State uh, that talks about conspiracy theories. Um, it, it, uh, so tell us a little bit about that. It, this. Let me just read this to you. You tell if, if this is true or not. I, I, I'm very familiar with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you think a- Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's secret daughter? No, I don't. No, you do not. No, I, I do not. I, I uh, uh, Regardless of what that article says, I, I'm not mentally ill and I'm not insane. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, uh, you know, the writer of it might uh, might be called into question, but... Uh, I wrote. A, I did a podcast uh, a few months ago concerning uh, Muslim immigration into Germany and into Europe itself. And uh, in that podcast, I said that uh, uh, Mrs. Merkel uh, is so concerned about uh, uh, being a descendant of Adolf Hitler. And by that, I meant I actually said the fewer, but of that I meant uh, he was chancellor of Germany and she's chancellor of Germany and she's very oh. conscious of that okay. and she acts uh, in a manner okay. that uh, she's trying to live that down by by uh, uh, her total acceptance uh, of every uh, immigration request into Germany that's all I meant and that person uh, by the way knew I meant that I think uh, okay no, okay. All right. Well, and, and if it's true that you are not insane, which so far you don't seem insane, um, you do have a serious advantage over the Republican nominee, which is, I mean, that's a big thing for a third party. Um, uh, so let me ask you about this, because this one is, uh, this one, uh, both of these bother me. And then tell me, you tell me if they're true, because this is from the same article, and maybe they're not. Do, are you a birther? Do you think Ted Cruz shouldn't be not, uh, able to be president? What, what are your... Give me, give me the birthplace of uh, Barack Obama and Ted Cruz. Well, when you, uh, number one, when you can't uh, 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 refute a person's ideas, when you can't argue with his principles, you have to attack him personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you, uh, when you argue in favor of constitutional government, you're going to be attacked personally. I, that's sure. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. No, uh, if you want to use those labels, uh, I don't accept them. I'm not a birther. I don't know where. 
Barack Obama was born. And I think uh, uh, Senator Cruz is, as I've said many times, is highly qualified. And uh, had I been a Republican, which I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I would have voted for him in the primaries. How long have you been uh, a member of the Constitutional Party? Has that has that been a lifelong uh, situation for you, or is that is that fairly no, I'm, uh, I'm 67 years old, and the Constitution Party is only 24 years right. old. Right. So. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but I was a founding member. I, I, oh. I founded in 1992. Nice. Wow. Okay. Um, one of your selling points, I think, to uh, conservative audiences, your position on social issues, um, where you know Trump is obviously all over the board on that stuff. Uh, Clinton, obviously a liberal. Gary Johnson, he's uh, he seems to be very liberal on, on many social issues. Can you kind of walk us through your platform as far as uh, the social side goes? Well, by social issues, uh, I assume that you mean things like abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm very pro-life, uh, and I, I make no apology for that. I think that uh, the Constitution is quite clear that uh, no person may be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. So. Right. The government gets around that by just uh, redefining what a person is and saying that those living inside their mothers are not persons. Well, we've done that before. And when you concede to the government the uh, the right to decide what that person is, you're in very dangerous territory. So uh, we're pro-life. That's number one. And if you want to talk about the other social issues as being uh, same-sex marriage and things of that nature. Uh, I'm a Christian, so I'm opposed to same-sex marriage. In fact, uh, I don't think it exists. Uh, I think God defines what marriage is. Mm. But uh, if, if a same-sex couple came to me and I were president of the United States and they said, look, uh, we're married. and here's a, here's a Catholic priest and a Protestant minister and a civil magistrate who will testify that, I would say, well, I don't care what those people say. To me, you're not married because God defines what marriage is. But as president, that's irrelevant to me. I don't care mm-hmm. because it has nothing to do with the government. So you see, the government, the government you... wants you uh, to come to them for everything, mm-hmm. to buy a license to do everything, including uh, get married and who you're going to sleep with and that sort of thing. So I just I don't think it should be any of the government's business. Mm. I, 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 I agree with you on that last part. I mean, it's one of those things where uh, we've adopted that. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, have. and we should not have. Should not have. What um, about what about your stand on the military, uh, Daryl? Uh, what would you do uh, if if you were president of the United States to contain or destroy ISIS, or would you do anything about that? Well, uh, first of all, you may have noticed that I'm the only one of the uh, uh, of the candidates of a legitimately qualified party who is a military veteran. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would treat the uh, lives of our military very. Uh, very dearly. What would I do about ISIS? You know, this country has 16 different intelligence agencies, and uh, without a, a briefing from them on uh, what the threats to this country really are, that's a hard question to answer. But uh, I will say that I would do whatever uh, was necessary and within the, my power as president to defend this country, whatever it took. Um, okay, a couple more here. Uh, first off, the boring one. Uh, can you kind of walk me through a little bit the process of a third party candidate getting on the ballot and, and how the two parties pretty much screw you guys to limit your access? I mean, Texas is a, is a particularly terrible state um, for third parties. Can you kind of can you walk through people? Because I don't think they understand why it's hard for a third party to make a dent in an election. Well, uh, all 50 states 
uh, have control of their own access to the ballot. Mm-hmm. And all 50 state legislatures control that. All 50 state legislatures are controlled by Democrats and Republicans. So naturally, they want to keep down competition. So they make access to their ballots uh, very difficult to obtain. You either have to have a lot of money or you have to have a lot of people. And uh, those are difficult things for a third party in such a short period of time. A lot of times the requirement to gather uh, signatures, sometimes thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands, has to be done within a short period of time, like three months. It makes it very, very difficult. And so the third parties end up expending all of the money that they can raise trying to get on the ballot so that they have nothing left to uh, to actually attack the uh the two parties that are trying to keep them from being on the ballot list. So that's why it's so difficult. You have to fight those ballots, those uh, battles in all 50 states. Um, and finally, can I give us a, a rundown of each candidate? What's, what's your critique? What's your main areas of disagreement, starting with Donald Trump? Well, I think, uh, uh, as I said, the Constitution is very important, and Mr. Trump doesn't even know what it is. That's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say That's the rule sure. of law, he would say what law? Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a businessman. He thinks the government can be run like a business where he just tells people what to do and they do it. But in government, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have limits, mm-hmm. and that limit is the Constitution. It tells the president what his power is and what his power is not. So that is a, a pretty big difference. We're talking to Daryl Castle, who is the uh, nominee for the Constitution Party. Uh, Daryl, uh, if people like what they've heard so far and would want to help out with your campaign or want to find out more, how would they do that? Well, they could go to my uh, campaign website, which is castle2016.com. Okay. And uh, they would find a button on there where they could donate money, which uh, I'll admit we uh, we desperately Probably need. Probably need, yeah. Yep. yeah. And if they wanted to reach the campaign to find out how they could volunteer or something, just email my campaign manager. That would be Joan, J-O-A-N, at castle2016.com. And do you also have pretty much your platform there and, and where you stand on issues? Can they can they yes, search uh, that out, too? It's okay. all right there. Uh, we're the only uh, conservative candidate, so if you lean that direction, you might want to think about it. Yep. All right. We all appreciate right. it. Thanks cool. for coming on. Daryl, thanks for coming on, man. Darryl, appreciate it. Daryl Castle, Constitution Party. Uh, more patents, too, coming up in a minute. of uh, Daryl Castle. I mean, if you're voting for a stand-up comedian, he doesn't no. win. No, he does not. <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not looking not. for that. But that's not what we're looking uh, for. But that's not what we're looking for. So, um, he's uh, obviously humor aside, he's obviously on a lot of things the most conservative by far in this race. I would say by far. That's interesting. I know far more conservative than Trump or Clinton. Certainly, far more conservative than Gary Johnson. We don't know enough about McMullen or to, to say. Now, it, yeah, McMullen is is the um, one exception there that to that rule. But uh, of those who are uh, who are party candidates, 
so far, he is the standout uh, well, as a conservative. It's just right, a matter yeah. of whether or not uh, this, you believe the conspiracy stuff, which we didn't even get through all of it. No, um, I mean, he, he, I, I believed him, I would say, on the Adolf Hitler daughter thing. Uh, I did, too. It, it, it sounded like he I was saying, the like... Birth a, thing, it, the birth thing, when you say, I, I don't know where yeah, I didn't Obama was, was born, well, yes, you do. He was born in Newfoundland. We all know <laughs> Thank that. You. Thank so you. shut up. But I mean, that is no. I don't know that yes, any birther says that, they know. I mean, some do, obviously. But like Donald Trump, I don't know that he ever said, "I know he was not born there." They all say they don't know. You're right. That's the birther. That's the birther. That's argument. the birther thing. But and he was really clear on the Ted Cruz thing, which he was also accused of being a birther on. He didn't. Did he, was he, he was said safe. he was? He certainly qualified. Said he, he, well, you're not qualified if you were born in Canada and you don't have. American parents. I didn't see him. I don't know what. Uh, if, I, I don't know on that. I, the birther thing bothers me, and I have been honest about that for a long time. I just don't. I didn't even said it to him. I just don't like that argument. I mean, it's just it's always been a BS argument. Yes. Um, so I don't know how deep he goes on that. The idea that he said he didn't know indicates that he probably has some uh, some leanings, perhaps, on that mm-hmm. in that way. But I mean, you know, look, there's a lot of people who do believe it, and uh, so it might not bother you. Yeah. Um, the night. Uh, oh, we didn't get into nine uh, eleven. Nine eleven, which would have been, and eh, we should have got to that one. I mean, um, if that's true, but again, if he's nine he, eleven guy dating back to Bretton Woods, uh, then he's an Alex Jones kook, and I'm done with it. And him. if he's an Alex Jones kook, I'm completely done with completely him. But I, I, he denied uh, most of the the the. the well, he denied all of it, but uh, we're sketchy on the the birther thing. Yeah. thing. Um, other than that, I mean, he's he's definitely a social conservative. One of the issues mm-hmm. that I looked at because I looked at the platform um, and read through it, uh, you know, a couple months ago um, when when I realized Trump was going to be the nominee, I started looking around and I read the, I read their their platform. There was a decent amount in there that I disagreed with. One of the main things I wanted to ask him about was trade because it sound this the platform sounds very Trumpy uh, when it gets to trade. What I got from Daryl Castle was he kind of disagrees with the platform. Like, uh, you know, I know what the platform says, but that's not really where I am. Um, so, I mean, I thought that I took that as a positive for him. Again, like, there's a standard here, um, you know, uh, you have to look at. And you might say, well, the only people who have a chance to win are Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And a lot of people will tell you that. Um, Gary Johnson is obviously in the double digits in some of these polls. So he while it's a complete outside chance, probably has a chance to win. Uh, Daryl Castle on the ballot in 35 to 37 states. Um, Constitution Party has ranged between the mid-30s and the mid-40s as far as how many states they've been able to get on, depending on the year. They haven't had a ton of attention this year, um, so it looks like he said they're going to be in the mid-30s. It's enough to win the presidency if he were to you know, uh, do very well. Um, but most likely what you're doing, if you're looking at a Daryl Castle or probably an Evan McMullen or maybe others, um, is you're looking for someone you can feel good voting for. Mm-hmm. I can't feel, I, I don't, you know, I'm never going to vote for Donald Trump. I'm never going to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you know, Daryl Castle might be somebody you look at, um, but, you know, Gary Johnson's been somebody I looked at. McMullen will be somebody I look at. Uh, I don't know, writing somebody in is, somebody, is something that I will look at. Um, and, I, and, I, and we have three months to figure this out. I think it's good uh, to, to hear from somebody like him, though. Um, you know, I mean, I... I, I wouldn't mind talking to him again and kind of going a little bit deeper on some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you're right. He's not, he's, he's probably not going to be the, the hit of the Jimmy Fallon show when he appears. Um, um, probably. But uh, are you again, willing to go out on that far a limb? I, pro- I, pro- 
probably, probably. will be a hit on Jimmy Fallon. Probably, huh? maybe a little. Okay, but again, he's—I would say he's a serious guy. He's not, you know, he's very serious. Very guy. serious. He takes this stuff seriously. He very seems serious. to care about the Constitution and the country. Uh, and honestly, that's more than I'm getting out of the top two parties. Yes. I don't get that from—I don't get the Constitution. Uh, from Hillary Clinton, and I don't get either of them from Donald Nor Trump. Nor do you get the fact that Donald Trump is a serious guy. No. He's not. He's a, he's, he, I mean, he's a clown. Let's be honest about this right now. Because d- d- despite of what you, what you think about Daryl Castle, he clearly has more knowledge about the things that foundationally created this country than Donald Trump does. Clearly. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in one interview, you get yes. that. He's talked, he talked more about the, com- uh, the uh, Constitution in that interview than everything combined since the beginning of this campaign for Donald Trump. <laughs> Probably since the beginning of his life. Yeah, so I mean so, that's uh, that's positive, and he yeah. was a military veteran as well. I think speaks. It's uh, a good thing too. Speaks to his credit as well. I mean, again, we'll, we'll look uh, we'll look more to him, but I mean, you know, it's something you might want to consider uh, as you as you try to make a selection. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he probably will be. It won't be on in Texas, but he probably will be on the ballot in your state. Uh, ads are uh, good news, though. Uh, really good news. Uh, Clock Boy is back. Ahmed the Clock Kid. Yeah. Ahmed the Clock Kid uh, is the family of Ahmed Mohammed has filed a federal civil rights lawsuit against the Texas uh, school administration for suspending the teenager when he brought the clock to school that looks suspiciously like a bomb. Family claims a disciplinary action violated his rights, forced them, and it forced them to leave the United States. Yeah, I was pretty sure that uh, the university um, offered him a full ride, and that's why they went to Qatar. Right. I remember uh, right. You're right. I was pretty sure he wasn't forced to do anything. In fact, he was invited to come see the President of the United States. You weren't forced to do anything, you bunch of douchebags. Uh, oh. Mohammed said, you know, I, we haven't had an inductee into the Douche Hall of Fame wow. since January. It's been a long time. Since January. We noticed that during the, the museum. I we know. were like, wow, we haven't had any. We, we, well, that's just us falling down on our jobs. Yeah. And to be honest, more well, specifically, it's you falling down on your jobs for not requesting enough people. Mm-hmm. Well, there have mm-hmm. been some requests that, you know, we are not going. You know, we've had difficulty putting in. Okay. Like that who? wanted to put in one that we decided not to. Who? Some people have requested some that we're probably not going to. Did you say on. I wanted to put in one? And yes, you did. Who? Who was that? Who did I want to put in? We had discussed the possibility of putting the Pope in. Oh. Attempting to put the Pope <laughs> no, in. No, we did not. We did not. We had discussed no, we the possibility <laughs> of Sean Hannity. <laughs> not. No, we did not. No, we did not. No, you're saying people have requested these That's things. correct. That's not, we're not seriously. So you said, when you're saying no. falling down on their job. I mean, they're requesting. We're not. Those are people <laughs> well, are not worthy. Those people are not worthy. You can't nominate the Pope or Sean Hannity for that. Those no, people are not worthy. It's they're like asking for Hillary to be in before the, before well, the presidential election. Hillary's more appropriate. Hillary, you could get, you could get away with Hillary one. before the election because you know yeah. we can't vote her in if she wins. Right. That's I like that one. Here's the, let's, like let's that. write this down. The day before, the Monday before the election, <laughs> we put Hillary Clinton up, up to a vote for the Douche Hall of Fame. Really? We're going to wait that long? I think Whoa. so. I think that's a big thing we can build to in All our right. election coverage. Okay. All right. I mean, I, so the know, Monday before, of course, that all assumes somebody put that down, please, in, right. in our in our planning book, which we. Which doesn't exist, of course, but... Jeffy, will you email um, Natasha? Natasha will actually remember. Anyway, Ahmed the Clock Kid said... Andrew, email somebody. uh, You won't, but somebody... Email somebody who will. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Let me do that right now. If you remember the story, he wanted to show the clock to his English teacher, right? And he did. 
And the English teacher said, hey, <laughs> that looks like a bomb, Ahmed. Um, you might want not want to show that around to everybody. Uh, you know, keep that to yourself a little bit. <laughs> and he didn't. He showed it to everybody. Every subsequent teacher he showed. He showed to his students. He showed to the, to the faculty. And finally somebody said, hey, Ahmed, that looks like a bomb. What's the deal? So anyway, the uh, lawsuit... Names the Irving Independent School District, uh, the city of Irving, and the school's principal, and asked the jury to determine the damages. In November, the family asked the district and the city to pay $15 million or else face a lawsuit. Right. According to this, I don't think they've decided exactly on the number. $15 million! Uh, the, uh, for this particular suit? No, they I don't want think the jury to determine no it. Yeah. So uh, the, the determination is zero. Yeah. Take a hike, please. Uh, Irving ISD continues to deny violating the students' rights, and and rightly so. They didn't they didn't do anything wrong here. The family moved to Qatar, uh, where he was offered a scholarship. He was briefly in the U.S. this summer to visit family and to file the lawsuit because you got it. It seems like I mean, in all filed. honesty. I could be wrong on this, obviously. I don't know, and I'm just speculating. If you say this is a money grab, <laughs> I'm going to hit you Does with it this. Not see, this. Let's say don't a you say crazy this is a conspiracy. Money grab. Let me talk to you about a crazy conspiracy theorist. Oh, for a okay, Mr. Castle. Okay. Let's say there's a crazy conspiracy theorist who come up with an idea like, hey, we're moving to Qatar anyway. What if we bring in a bomb and then file a lawsuit to try to you know, enrich ourselves before we leave? Hey, what if it's, you say, I want to run. I didn't win uh, the president of Sudan the last time I ran, but I want right. to run in 2020. I need some cash mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to finance my campaign. We need to go back to Texas and sue for some cash. And a great, mm-hmm. I mean, a great campaign theme. You stood up to the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, that's going to, I'm sure that would play well in the Sudanese elections. Uh, I can see that as well. I mean, it's a, it, this, none of this feels real. There are times in which, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, we've seen this before, where a black, black Lives Matter, there might be an unfair shooting, yes. right? And the mother uh, comes out, and, and you know, and yeah. she's, she's crushed and heartbroken and t- tortured by this. And then we find out that it wasn't an unfair shooting and it was real, but they maintain mm-hmm. their stance. I actually understand that. Absolutely. It must be impossible to lose a child. It must be impossible. And you know what? It might very well overwhelm your ability to be rational about the topic. I got it. This doesn't feel like that. They don't. It just feels completely all contrived. Like, yeah, it's contrived. Mm-hmm. It's contrived all outrage. Uh, everyone who looks at the picture of, of the clock realizes that it easily, even if it was a, an honest mistake, easily could have been made, whether they were white, black, or uh, 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 Muslim. Uh, it just, it, it, to me, it's a very basic situation that any rational, honest person would say, you know, guys, can you next time. You know, I, I, please not put me in jail or please not. You know, it's an hour of my life. I want I don't want to lose. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, look, I get I get the and mistake they didn't put here. him in jail, by the way. Wait, wait, what did they put? They brought him to the police. station. They brought him to the. Um, yeah. They brought and, him to the police. And just question him because they question. He made this right. and brought it to school. That's not a clock. It's right. It's it, a freaking timer. Right. And it looks like it's co- probably it like counting down to an explosion. It does. So. A, a rational Ugh. person might say, look, I got I see where you got made the mistake. I, I should have maybe been more clear. I really it's just a, it really wasn't anything. But I yeah. understand. And people are on edge. It's terrorism. So, you know what? Just, you know, in the future, you know, would you uh, do that if you're a reasonable, yeah, of even course. even for clock med and his family? Right. Y- if you're a reasonable human being, you, that's what you do.
888727 back. More patents to coming up. School just scored in uh, men's handball in the sub battle between Germany and Poland on the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> it's 20 to 15. Don't you roll your eyes at this at Olympic event, Stubrig here? It's fascinating. It's, uh, it's a fascinating. I can't believe what a communist you are that oh, doesn't no. care about your country in the Olympic Games. You don't care. I, you know, I will say you this don't care. I do not care. Wow. About my country in the Olympic Games. Wow. Don't See, care. That's what I, he admitted it. I, I really don't. I mean, admitted there are, I will say there's certain things that I care about. Like, for example, like I, well, I could get into Olympic, uh, the, the NBA players playing. I could get into that mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I could get into uh, uh, 100-meter dash, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the 200-meter from really stretching. What about uh, Michael Phelps' run? At, uh, I got into the. Fe- what was the? Remember, there was one. He, I mean, he's obviously had so many great runs. Um, yeah. There's been three Olympics he's been in, right? Five. This is his fifth. Oh, yeah, not not including this one. So four, and not including this one. Four others. Um, and, yeah. One of the one of them where he was going for a medal and he came out of nowhere. It was. I was. It had to be 2008 or 2012. One of the two. I remember being. Um, I happened to be at a restaurant. Like waiting for a ride after I got dropped off at the train station in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I, of course, it was like, "Oh, I'll be there at, uh, uh, at four <laughs> six thirty. I'm just like, "Okay, I've been at this restaurant at the bar for two and a half hours." Um, but I, it happened. It happened while I was there, and I, I got into it. I got into it mm-hmm. a little bit with the Phelps thing one of those years. But it's very. It's it's only the tippy top of the 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 upper echelon of Olympic storylines. Do I get involved in? So you're not you're whoa, not following whoa, whoa. like Czechoslovakia versus uh, Slovakia in the. I don't think uh, Czechoslovakia can play Slovakia. Yeah, they do. They, they, really? Oh man, That's the Czech Republic heated, can play Slovakia. It's a heated I rivalry. <laughs> I don't think that could happen. No, because Czechoslovakia broke up into the Czech, Czech Republic, Republic and, and Slovakia. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so. so if the Czech Republic <laughs> plays their old nemesis, I'm not going to be there. You're not there. Shockingly, I will not be there watching. What, uh, but it's in badminton, so you, you'll be there for that, right? I will, I will not be there for that. No. You know, when the Czech Republic and Slovakia get together on the badminton you court, the rules out. you throw, you throw it all the record books out. I don't know. I, I think it be, is a court. I don't, I don't I think know. It is. A badminton court? Yeah. I think it is. You ever played badminton before? I played plenty of badminton, but I don't watch it on TV. It's a fun game. Oh, it's, it's, it's a fun summer picnic game a, here in the You take a birdie States. in the eye, then you tell me it's not a fun game. Right. Right? <laughs> How many did you take in the face? It looks like... <laughs> <laughs> You're looking like someone just been one of the Olympic badminton players. Ooh, or maybe the birdie cases I could do uh, for a little cupping. And they're not birdies, right? Are they birdies? Yeah, they're bird, birdies. Uh, as far as I know. I thought birdies. they were like shuttlecocks. Oh, they're that too. Mm-hmm. But you can call them, I think, either one. I, I prefer birdies, frankly. <laughs> I'm with you. Sounds nicer. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's bad and stew. Uh, yesterday's comeback, by the way, by the women's indoor volleyball team. <laughs> Against the Netherlands uh-huh. was unfreaking tremendous. That was they were down by seven. It was yeah, and they came back and they won that thing. They were down two sets to one, came back and and won it. Wow! Yeah, that's it was incredible. Spectacular the uh, women's uh, number one ranked team in the, in the world won as well too, didn't they? Yeah, one of them. One of them won. One of them lost, I believe. 
Uh, okay, it has been confirmed, according to Truth Revolt, that Black Lives Matter is anti-American, Marxist, racist. Uh, is what organization? Wow. Yeah. yeah, confirmed it. Huh? I'm blown away by that. Uh, the true nature of BLM has been codified in its new platform published Monday. Here's the announcement. Black humanity and dignity requires black political will and power. In response to the sustained and increasingly visible violence against black communities in the U.S. and globally, a collective of more than 50 organizations representing thousands of black people from across the country have come together with renewed energy and purpose to articulate a common vision and agenda. We are a collective that centers and is rooted in black communities, but we recognize we have a shared struggle with all oppressed people. Collective liberation will be a product of all of our work. Wow, so that does sound, I mean, a lot of collectivism being discussed there. Mm-hmm. A uh, collective liberation, that's that liberation theology nonsense uh, that is rooted in Marxism mm. uh, from Central America. Uh, that will be a product of their work, they say. Um, so it, it's apparently not about blacks at all, uh, but will officially include women, queer, trans, femmes, gender nonconforming, Muslim, formerly and currently incarcerated, cash poor and working class, differently abled, undocumented and uh, immigrant. And Pat, for those just joining us, if we could just quickly uh, give a quick breakdown of uh, what a femme is. I, it's a person okay. uh, that I can't define because I, I'm i afraid to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most honest answer you could have possibly yeah, given yeah. So, um, to that question. So, And it's true. Jeffy, do you know what um, a femme is? Yes. No, he doesn't. W- no, you I don't. He doesn't. You don't know what a femme is. He'll give you his fake website answer, but he does not actually know what a femme is. I mean, a femme used to be an insult, right, that you threw around on the playground. Yeah. Uh, now it's a thing. It's a real, it's a yeah. fine description of someone and their characteristics, I guess, their identity, hmm. who they are, who they consider themselves to be. Hey, you femme. Well, No, that's you. an insult. Is I mean, it? I think that you have right now, and that's not, hey, you femme, it's... Uh-huh. Queer also, same thing, right? Queer was a, another insult that you were not supposed to use, and apparently it's a fine identifier now. But there can hmm. be no liberation for all black people if we do not center and fight for those who have been marginalized, according to the platform. Um, the platform is wholly against capitalism, war, and white supremacy, uh, included are six categories of demand, and uh, they are as follows. End the war on black people. Amen. Okay, that's the first thing. End the war on black people. Amen. An immediate end. They want an immediate end to the criminalization of black youth, an mm. end to zero-tolerance policies at schools. Uh, what, all an end to zero-tolerance policies? Yes. To, yes. Zero-tolerance of what? Of anything. anything? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so... If they have, if you're like zero tolerance of black violence, what do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All police removed from all schools. Okay. That's a good idea. And relocating. Oh, that's going to work out well. Yeah. And relocating police funds to black schools. Another good idea. Also, an end to capital punishment, bail, court fees, no more criminal history disclosure for loans, licenses, employment, and no more cages or jail cells. Shackling or handcuffs. Oh, uh, you forgot one. Did I? What? Wait, no you... jail cells? No. Yeah. 
No. No handcuffs at all. No handcuffs. No shackling. So, like, what is? Where does? Where does? Uh, if Muhammad Atta didn't get on the plane and we caught him afterwards, um, even though he set it up, where does he go? Back home. He goes to hell. I. <laughs> I'm not really sure. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm not really sure. I, I, seriously, I what would they say? I don't if know. They, if, I know this is impossible, but let's say a black person committed mm-hmm. a crime. I, I know it can't possibly occur. Every one of them is always wrong and just hatred and racism. Thank but you. let's say, in theory, a black person killed, I don't know, another black person. What would we do with that person who committed the murder? Well, you're just talking gibberish right now, so why even answer the question? <laughs> what do you mean? Saying that a black person would kill another black person? Fairly, uh, You're talking gibberish. One <laughs> of the more common <laughs> kinds of murder. What? Yeah. While you were reading uh, End the War on Black People, uh, <laughs> it wants to end the capital punishment, like you said, bail, court fees, uh-huh. etc. Etc. Yeah, etc. could did? be anything. Yeah. You don't put etc. on a list of demands. Jeez, that is just amazing. Uh, amazing. Well, uh, What else do they want? They want... Uh, they, I don't know. Reparations. Reparations. They want oh, reparations. Of course, I should have known that. Uh, for past and continuing harassment, payment in the form of free education for life for all blacks, undocumented, and former and current criminals, retroactive forgiveness of college debt. Wow, we got to talk about this on the radio. A guaranteed <laughs> minimum wage with corporate regulations. Public school curriculums will teach against colonialism and slavery and how that has injured the black community to this day. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, growing up in middle school, um, I, we were told only the positives about slavery. Uh, they were like, yeah, it's great. Uh, the right. labor is cheap yeah. uh, and you're going to really like it. You that's should what try to we bring want it back. An And that's what we Stu- want an end to because that's, that's so to. common in our school system. Remember today. when they said to us, because we, we went to Whitey schools, yep. they said slavery was great and we miss it. We miss it a great deal. That was actually the we title of a class I yeah, took. It was Slavery great, is great, and, and we, we miss, miss it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sad. That shouldn't happen that in 2016. And, and fortunately, uh, they're, they're against it. And thank God they're against it. Because so. I know all white people are for it. Uh, okay, what else, oh, yeah. what else do they want? They want us to invest and divest. Oh, yeah. Investments in education, health, and safety. This is really good. Keep, don't, okay. We choose mm-hmm. to underinvest in our schools. Divestment from prison. Mm-hmm. So no Fossil prisons. fuels. <laughs> what? what the hell does this have to do with black people? How many black people are are, are uh, employed by the fossil fuel industry? A lot. Uh, just like a lot of white people are. Just like a lot of Hispanics are. Uh, there's a, they employ a lot of people. They, I want to make sure we're understanding we're getting rid of that industry. When a black person works in the fossil fuel industry, you know what that's called? Slavery. That's what it's called. <laughs> hey, what? What's Surveillance hey, thank you. and corporations. Okay, that includes includes decriminalization and records expunged for all drug-related offenses and prostitution. Actually, I am for this. Go ahead. I mean, yeah, you're for this part for sure. This is a little bit uh, uh, libertarian right there. Uh, universal health care and a constitutional right <laughs> okay, wait. for a fully funded education, and a cut in military spending. Uh, so most of that's not very libertarian, I've noticed. Uh, most there of it is isn't, but the there. drug-related offenses and prostitution is. Uh, agreed. Um, Everything else is common. Yeah, let's bring this over for radio tomorrow. This would yeah, be a good, this good, good discussion to really break down. Because um, there's more. Yeah, there's more. Um, and apparently you don't want to hear it. No, I do. Go ahead. Boy, he shouldn't sound like it. <laughs> no, he didn't. Did oh, he? I mean, you don't want to hear about no, economic he, justice? No, he's trying to move on. No, I would like You're to. I, to thought, move on. I thought we were late on the break. You I don't want to hear about community control? I want to get to the yeah. uh, the vintage ads that offend women. Oh, okay. we got vintage ads. 
Let's get right about to political more patents too coming up. Let's get to Vince. I mean, we've we're, we've done enough racist things. We need to do some uh, sexist things. Yeah. Please. Stupid you. Back. I want to get to this before we leave. Uh, vintage ads that uh, women might find a little offensive. And that's what we do here on the program. We employ Jeffy, so obviously the show is very offensive to women. Uh, here are some of them uh, from old-timey days. Uh, remember, your hair collects unpleasant odors. Jeffy, you want to comment on that? Don't, please don't comment on that. Uh, so that's one. Uh, I mean, it, it's true. That could be a man, though. The man could have unpleasant odors in his hair. Uh, next yes. up. No, that's not possible. If men hate the sight of you, read this. Um, so, mm. number one, let's beat it. Here comes that skinny dame. <laughs> she looks like a victim of a concentration camp. How many times have you said, let's beat it, here comes that skinny dame? I mean, if that, I had a nickel for every time. It's funny, too. When guys seem um, to like uh, skinny women. They say they tend not to like that skinny. Not, not that skinny. Not that skinny. Not that skinny. No. Uh, men hate She's the sight. no snoobs She's at all, it no, looks like. No, that's true. She says, men hate the sight of me. I'm so skinny. I'm going to try ironized yeast. Yeah, that's, that's what it, yeah. <laughs> it's a big... Uh... And then she does some ironized yeast. There you go. And now the guy says to her, you're gorgeous since you've gained weight and you tried that ironized yeast. And then thousands of skinny girls it. gained 10 to 20 pounds. Quick. Think about it. Yeah. That's really... It would not Ye- work today. I don't, I don't care. There's no advertisements. Gain 10 to 20 to, pounds. To quick. Weight. All right. I mean, guys will get it with the like weightlifting stuff, like you need to you know pack on pounds and mm. uh, you know high protein and all that stuff. But th- is there any women products that target gaining weight these days? That doesn't seem too common. No. Uh, next up on our list of offensive ads is this one. Uh, Jones so careless with this hot weather wears us uh, wears us days without luxing. Oh, okay. So the clothes are talking. She wears us for days without luxing. We absorb perspiration. Odor all day long. People notice it. Avoid her. What is luxing? <laughs> I guess that's the product. Okay. So yeah. again, again, maybe I would say she's wearing the clothes over and over again. They're getting sweaty and gross, and she's not cleaning them. And that's too bad because uh, Joan looks lovely. She does look lovely. Yeah. Jeffy, do you have any comments on Joan? Uh, I know Joan. She's nice. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, next up is uh, such little things can irk a man mm-hmm. um, as he's looking at her something. Um, she has <laughs> gaposis. Oh, you don't want gaposis. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, what is gaposis? Gaposis oh, like is something oh. really, really bad. Uh, She's she a cook. girl in a million. She's pretty and uh, something. She can d- uh, dance divinely. She can even cook. But she's she's ruining her chances by having gaposis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something that pops. Quick, someone tell her. I don't even know what that one is. I guess it's like her clothes opening a little bit. Uh, yes. I guess so. I don't okay. know. Don't pretend like sorry, you don't Jeffy. know. Gaposis, man. And she, she'd she otherwise be a fine dame. Thank yeah. you. Next up. A fine dame. Yep. But uh, she's not. He doesn't kiss me anymore. He said my lips were too red and smeary. Yeah. Why don't you use tangy? It's orange in the stick, but changes like magic to a lovely shade of blush on your lip. Uh, sweetheart, I've oh, just shit. got to kiss okay. those pretty lips. 
There's magic in Tangy. Oh, so the Tangy, it worked. Okay, good. It That's worked. Good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, next up. Mm-hmm. What a sour ball I married. <laughs> he has no reason. Is he to about to belt her right there? It uh, looks like he's about to uh, hit her. It does look like it. Jeffy? She was a sour ball. Yeah. Um, but then later, here's a correction. He's a honey. Uh, first of all, she says he has no reason to shout at me, Jane kept telling herself. But there was a deep, hidden reason for Bill's sharp words. Yeah. Something he hinted one day. Puzzled, Jane rushed to her doctor. Yes, <laughs> it could be your fault. Your own <laughs> fault, the doctor said. A wife's one neglect. Carelessness about feminine hygiene. Thank you. Oh my God! Very often. Tell me ruin, that's not true. It can ruin even the happiest of marriages. Then he advised Lysol. <laughs> Lysol <laughs> used by so many modern wives. Mm. Thank you. Now everything's fine in their marriage because she Lysols her. Do you have one more good one uh, here. Let's is. see. We got nice. thirty seconds here that's before great. the break. Wow, these are uh, sick. Okay, here we go. An artificial uh, little doll, think he thinks. Not a brain cell working except for that internal primping and powdering. Stop makeup worry with this vitally different face powder. Hmm. Wow. There you go. Those are offensive to women. I, I can't hardly see why. I know. It doesn't seem, doesn't seem rational, but, but you know women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.